0: Journaling has been scientifically proven to speed healing, increase productivity, reduce stress and anxiety, and improve creativity. Welcome to Advanced Life Design. Welcome to Living by Design, Not Default. I just took a class about imposter syndrome, and it's so fascinating, I want to tell you what I learned. And also why um, being journalers, we have a big advantage here because there's a lot of imposter syndrome going on. And because journaling and meditation is a mindfulness practice where we pay attention to what's going on inside of us, we will be more easily able to notice that we have some imposter syndrome going on. And then, of course, we can use journaling and meditation to do the inner work to let imposter syndrome go. So let's start with what is imposter syndrome? It's a great name, isn't it? It's a, it's a syndrome where you feel you are an imposter, and that at any moment, other people will find out that you're a big fraud and you don't know what you're talking about. And very interestingly about imposter syndrome, and of course it makes sense, is that we don't necessarily have it in all areas of our life. For example, um, I feel really good about my parenting. I don't have any imposter syndrome about parenting, but I will find it coming up when I am doing something new, when I'm launching, you know, writing a new book or launching a new course. Imposter syndrome will rear its ugly head. And one of the things that's interesting um, is that. In this imposter syndrome, you—that's the quick definition of this is that you overly doubt your skills and unhealthily doubt your skills. And, um, And also one of the symptoms too is that you're looking outside of yourself for validation and right, because you're worried about what other people are going to think of you, that they're going to criticize you. You're looking outside yourself for validation. And as journalers, we know that that's not a very healthy state to be in. And hopefully we notice it and we kind of rein that in as quickly as possible. Or with this imposter syndrome, when you are looking inside yourself, The only thing you see is not good enough. Should we do it? You know, should be doing more? That form of perfectionism. And boy, I sure have that one. I don't have the type of perfectionism where things aren't good enough, but I have the type where I should be doing more. I should be living up to my potential, which is another form of this imposter syndrome and perfectionism. And the you know, funny thing is, with this imposter syndrome, syndrome, sometimes you even criticize yourself for being judgmental. So you just can't even get a break. But the beauty of this is, is by observing um, how your mind is working on this, it's so ridiculous sometimes, it just has to make you laugh. And that's the benefit of being the witness of your life, isn't it? Of having that little distance where you are observing your feelings and your thoughts and the stories that you carry around with you. When you have that little bit of distance and you're observing yourself, you can recognize that, oh, that's that's just not very helpful. That's a little ridiculous. Why do so many people have imposter syndrome? Um, i almost everyone you meet, if you describe to them what it was, I'll bet they would say, Oh, I've certainly I've experienced that or I currently experience that in one or more areas of my life. Why is that? Um, I just took a class on it, as I mentioned, and it the the psychology of it is that I believe that it comes from unmet childhood needs. Right um for example one of the things they were teaching us today is the mother complex in psychology and that's a situation where the mom meets her own needs instead of the needs of the child like the child is expected to be the adult or the child is expected to be the mother's friend or something like that so having um unmet needs that can um trigger stories in us And these stories become, I'm not good enough, you know, or I have to earn love. And that's kind of the beginning of imposter syndrome. And I believe that the solution for this, of course, on a deep level, I'm a big believer in unconditional love, not just for people, but for the events in our life. So I think one of the things, solutions for this is, you can't change it, right? It's already happened. It's already in the past. It was in your childhood. And maybe sending some unconditional love to your parents for doing the best that they could, to you for doing the best that you could, because we are at where we're at at when we're at it, right? It's um, kind of accepting that, that people are where they are. I've had to do a lot of that forgiveness because I had a pretty rough childhood, Um, a lot of neglect and abuse. And I was holding on to a lot of maybe it was my fault or um, worthiness things, right, that that's what I was worth. And I've had to just practice this unconditional love for myself and for my parents in order to let that go. And you may have to do that as well. Um, but I also believe, too, one of my biggest beliefs is that, you know, your higher self loves you just as you are um, and accepts you just as you are no matter what. So do remember that. You know, interestingly, too, is that, you know, one of the reasons um we we hold on to this imposter syndrome is that there are payoffs. Have you heard that phrase before? You know, what is the payoff for this? Why are you holding on to that belief, even though it's not serving you? Well, it could be serving you, but in some sneaky ways. For example, holding on to this belief of not good enough means you don't have to push yourself. And um, putting yourself down means that you don't have to expect much from yourself. You can play a small game, a smaller game. You can um, keep yourself safe. So there are probably payoffs for why um, you have been maybe staying with the stories in your mind that, that keep you in this imposter syndrome mode. And the solutions for this, I have like ten solutions that um, I think are I think have merit. I think they're really worth exploring. And so, Sky, solution number one is that. Um, Sometimes not everything is easy, right? I don't know where we got this idea. I certainly had it. Like may my life be filled with ease and flow. That was my mantra for decades. But you know, not if sometimes there are things that we are meant to do and they're not always effortless and easy. There is a lot of valuable things, really cool things that are hard like learning languages, you know, music, driving a car. You know, When we learned how to drive in a car, that was really hard. We had to put in some effort. So solution number one for imposter syndrome, I think, is don't expect everything to be easy. Because then we have this belief, too, that um, if we were meant to do it, it should be easy for us. But once again, maybe we're meant to learn languages, but languages require an effort. You know, maybe we're meant to be a musician, but learning an instrument, perfecting that, that's not easy, that re, you know requires hard work. So that's one of the really neat things here. One of the, um helped me the most, is don't expect everything to be easy. Know that you can do hard things. Um, hard doesn't equal bad. Solution number two, of course, we know this, stop comparing ourselves to others. Um, and stop, you know, don't be mean to ourselves when we find that we have slipped into comparison mode. Just, you know, offer compassion, even when we're being ridiculous, right? And that comparing things to, you know, this the person who, you know, earns $100 million a year, that person compares themselves to the person who earns a billion dollars. It's just a, it's a no-win game. So let's just do the very best we can to stop comparing ourselves to others. Solution number three. Three is keep a beginner's mindset because there is beginner versus imposter, right? We are allowed to be a beginner. And maybe if we are teaching something, um, we can acknowledge that we're a beginner in that. And that might also kind of cure, keep the imposter part of us coming up to protect us. Number four is um maybe don't hold on to an old identity. You know, I'm a person that's bad at cooking. I'm a person that's bad at science. Whatever that old story was, um, you know now that it probably had a payoff, right? To keep you safe, um, keep you from failing. There was a payoff to it. But if you notice in your meditation and your journaling that there is an old identity at play, maybe lovingly release that. You know, you've served your purpose and now I lovingly release you. Number five, um, notice when you're coming from higher self, self with a capital S versus lower self, small s, ego mind. And remember, that's not just ego as in egotistical, but ego mind is usually smaller mind, very protective Um, and very, you know, uh, others driven, what other people think, you'll notice it and try to center yourself and shift it from ego mind, detach from ego mind and bring yourself back up to higher self, true self, authentic self. Number six, you know, did you know that you can create your own flow state um, that book, Flow, by um, Michael C. I'm not going to massacre his last name, but there is this thing and a chart in the book, and he shows the flow channel. And you have on the vertical axis is like the anxiety level, and you know on the bottom axis it's like the boredom level. And if you're operating in anxiety level, maybe dial it back a little bit. And if you're operating in the boredom level, maybe notch it up a little bit to get you into the sweet spot, which is the flow zone. Honestly, I thought that flow was just this magical thing that every once in a while happened when I was really concentrating on something I believed in. But now I'm figuring out that in life design too, in life living, this flow state can be engineered by noticing um, whether we're anxious and dialing things down a tiny bit, or boredom and um dialing things up a little bit to keep us in the sweet spot. Number seven, unconditional love, because you know they they are right. Whoever they are, it's right. Life is all about unconditional love, and if we're experiencing that imposter syndrome. The solution that's worked best for me is for me to focus on others rather than on myself. And I think that focusing on others that has that love attached to it and higher self, and that gets us out of our own way, doesn't it? So focusing on unconditional love and being of service to others. You know, sometimes I have the mantra when I get nervous, I go, hey, it's not about you. It's about them. Ah, Now my focus is where it should be. And then you're just free to let things flow through you. Number eight is um uh, maybe collect some smaller wins as you know i'm a huge habit a huge fan of atomic habits and these doing these small things all the time they can keep you in the flow state and also by doing something again and again and again it changes your identity and that's a nice way too to um, overcome imposter syndrome because the more you do something, the more comfortable you become with it and the better you are at it. So that's a great cure for imposter syndrome as well. Just make it an atomic habit. Number nine, meditation and journaling to stabilize the witness in you, right? That witness part of you that notices that something's going on. I've left my center And, you know, taking those deep breaths, meditating, journaling, bringing you back to your center to stabilize the witness part of yourself who sees what's going on and can therefore give you higher advice on how to act. And number 10 is lovingly asking yourself when you're ready, am I ready ready to let the payoff go? Go. And don't, you know, not judging yourself um, and making yourself work hard, but just like, oh, that part from my childhood or that story I've been clinging to or that old identity. I'm I'm ready to lovingly release that. Okay, this was a big topic, but you know, it's really huge, especially for women. This is a big problem for women. And that it keeps us from living an optimum life, a life of our own design, because we have this like this um, a glass ceiling inside of us. We don't even know what's going on, but it's keeping us down and from living the life that we're meant to live. And I'm going to talk some more about that coming up, these things going on, particularly with women, but imposter syndrome is a big one. All right. This is Rebecca Kokenderfer with journaling.com. Sending you heaps of love. Thank you for joining us. For more great information on how journaling can improve your life, visit journaling.com and pick up a free copy of our guided journal, 30 Days of Joy.